0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on November the 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Gaming Psychologist, and with me, after a long break, Caffeine Rage. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the October Game Club, which is Starfield. Better late than never, I suppose. <laughs> uh, well, that we'll, was the
1: release schedule.
0: Right. We'll also be revealing our next Game Club for November. Then there have been some mass resignations from The Escapist, and Nintendo announces a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello, what is up, my homie?
1: Uh, dude, you're far too white for that.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. We, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, hearing you say that feels almost as bad as, like, watching a... Or, yeah, you know, uh, doing some of the early stuff in the Dex Game Club game, where it's a... This is a AAA developer trying to act like they're on the streets and being cool and... Oh, I haven't even
0: played the next game club game yet, so Goody can look forward to some awful cringy B movie level acting. I, I, I mean I mean with the I mean with the
1: <laughs> franchise, it's kind of a given.
0: That's true. That's true. But um yeah. No, we we talked about what's been going on with us for an extended period of time for this week's Franken content, so that'll you get to hear all about it. Basically it's the short version is work stuff um and like new schedule type stuff and then personal stuff like kind of getting in the way um these you know this past week or two so but here we are we're back from outer space and we're gonna do a thing actually that kind of works because i was just making the joke from like i will survive um but you know since this month's game club is you know starfield we're back Mm -hmm. from space. We fast-traveled uh. back to here.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, Starfield. Oof. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know. Are you ready to dive in?
1: Yeah, yeah. let's dive in. Let, 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 let's get the uninstall uh out of the way quickly, right? Yes. Yes. So, Game
0: Club, for the uninitiated, is when Rage and I, on purpose, play the same game at the same time and invite the audience to join. And for the month of October... We played Starfield, Bethesda's newest release, which released in the uh, first week, second week of September, something like yeah. that, um, and we've already talked about it once, like, in a concentrated form mm-hmm. on the show, and then we have talked about it off and on for a month and a half, two months.
1: Yeah, which is uh, far more emotion than uh, Starfield really deserves. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, Starfield... I have notes. I have some notes. Yeah, yeah, I, I did I, some homework. I, 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 have, I have notes, too. When uh, we talk... Uh, well, I, well, I need to get this out of here first, alright? Because I'm infamous about my hatred of Skyrim, alright? Yeah. And that Skyrim actively made me angry. Starfield did not make me angry. And it took me a while to figure out why, Okay? Okay. And part of that is, you know, anger is an emotion and that would require far better writing. Which, I already told you, you so said there's no ooh, sick burn, but... Ooh, sick burn. But I think the reason why Skyrim made me angry and, uh, and Starfield didn't is that and I realize that part of this is nostalgia, you know, looking back in glasses, is that while playing Skyrim, I knew that they were capable of doing a lot better and making a better game. I'm not convinced with Starfield. I don't think they can make a better game at this point. I think they're just utter shit.
0: Bethesda, I, I do want to say like Bethesda Game Studios. I think that it, with in many of these cases, this is a game ruined by committee. no, and no, no,
1: that- no, 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 no. This is a game ruined by Todd Howard. Uh, There are some articles that's come out that's basically Todd Howard had final say over a lot of the mechanics and systems of Starfield, and it shows.
0: The auteur thing almost never works out. Everyone thinks that they could be David Cage, but nobody can be David Cage but David Cage. You know, like, that one man or one woman, like, creative, whatever, just doesn't Mm -hmm. work on this scale. But yeah, uh, yeah he's I
1: believe,
0: Yeah, I do believe that the developers could have made a better game and there are seeds and threads of what look like some really good and interesting gameplay mechanics and story elements that I'm sure were were left on the cutting room or the development floor cuz combination of of you know not not a combination like a a snowballing of bad Decisions and their effects piling up over the course of years of this game's development, costing too much time and too much money. COVID didn't help either, but COVID is not an excuse that can be used at this point to like say like oh COVID ruined our game. Like I, I don't think that's an excuse that can be used anymore for games. There was a window and a time where I think that was acceptable, but then studios adapted, work from home. The world more or less abandoned the idea that there's this awful, deadly disease that still is rampant and killing people and has new mutations all the time and is killing more people every year than the flu. But let's... we won't dwell on that. Just like climate change, it's a Chinese Chinese, uh, Chinese hoax. But anyways. Yeah, I do think that, that there could have been a better game here, but not made by Bethesda Studios.
1: Or at least not under Todd Howard. Yeah. Because... It- uh, I know we're jumping the gun big time on this, but it feels like so often. Whenever a quest line was going somewhere, and you're like, "Ooh, uh, it it can't possibly be this because that'll be the laziest, most hackneyed thing ever." It, it was exactly that.
0: It was all. It was ninety nine point nine percent of the time. It was that.
1: I will say that I didn't get through all the faction quests.
0: I did. <laughs> <laughs> 99.9% of the time it was what you thought it would be as the laziest thing possible. Let's let's ver- let's let's zoom out just a little bit. I mean, talking about this game is going to be a mess because the game itself is a disjointed mess. <laughs> um I don't think unless unless this was like a single person deal where we could like curate and go through our thoughts, but the conversational style of our show I think makes that impossible since we don't actually do very much prep work beforehand.
1: Um, and we played the game. That, that's enough.
0: We did. Um, my experience with Starfield, I did a lot of homework. Starfield is my type of game. This sci-fi... Ostensibly. Because it's not. Um, it's, it, it is sci-fi. But it's sci fi This sci fi lite This sci-fi space exploration game is like my jam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've got... Hundreds of hours in Elite Dangerous and hundreds of hours in No Man's Sky and hundreds of hours of, in Space Engineers and thousands of hours in EVE Online. Like, this is my jam. And so I put a lot of time and effort into it, trying to, like, compare it as objectively as I could to some of these other games that it was trying. I I, I feel like it sold itself as trying to be like. And so I played through all those major quest lines. I New Game plus the game. Um, I spent a lot of time doing testing on mechanics and looking up online sources for testing on mechanics. I put together, like, a spreadsheet for um, sort of what it takes to actually be able to engage with all of the game's mechanics. Like, I did my homework. And then I think you played the game more like a normal person who was like, nah. this, eh. eh. <laughs> and then just, like, bounced off of it.
1: Uh, Same bounced off of it makes it sound like I played far less than I actually did. I basically tried to engage with as much modding tools as I could to try to make the game palatable. Uh, the, the first, the first, my first major issue is just how abysmally slow the leveling uh, curve is, and how many levels you need to unlock basic mechanics.
0: Oh God, let me pull up my spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, I I've got a, a you know a uh, the first
1: the first few levels go fairly quickly and then it just falls off a cliff. I installed a mod that did two hundred to three hundred percent experience bonus for well rested instead of fifteen percent. And it was still getting sluggish. Yep. I also after you I, I
0: don't remember if I got that no, no no, I got that one from you.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean there's things like, you don't get a stealth indicator until you spend a point. You can't pickpocket until you spend a point. Uh, you can't do negotiations until you spend a point.
0: Alright, so here's here, here's my... I did... How many... Let's see, I looked up every skill. Alright, so there are... Oh, I didn't actually total up how many skills there were. Uh, I can do some quick math. Because you can... There's 328... You can spend up to 328 skill points if you max out every single skill. Um, so what is Which, that?
1: Oh god, if you don't have uh, experience uh, bonuses. Whew.
0: That works out to 82 skills. So there are 82 skills in the game. You start with three skills with one point in them. Um, depending on your are, start. Yes, there, depending on your start. There's different sort of career paths or whatever you can take that give you three different skills that are supposed to match that path. Um, And then there are a few things in the game that give you free ranks in stuff um, as part of quest lines. So if you do everything, there are you one from Ryujin, you get one from the main quest, and then you get one um, for completing... Uh, like a side, like a, sort of a random, like, oh, this is a discovery, like, you know, you, you find some stuff in the world that leads you to a quest, and you follow it, you get three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, that knocks six total levels, so you only have to get to level 322 if you, oh wanted, to, if you wanted to max everything out. But in order to <coughs> actually engage with all of the game's basic mechanics... You need twenty skill points. So, if you only put skill points in what you have to do to be able to unlock all of the game mechanics, you have to get uh, you have to get to level eighteen, and you have to spend all of those. That's points. That's
1: assuming, of course, that you picked a start that gives you the bonuses for you know what would unlock points. That's or true. Unlock it, mechanics because well, you could get unlucky.
0: Well, there are there's stuff in every single skill tree that mm-hmm. so you will get, you know, be able to shave at least a, a point or two off of that. But yeah, you could need to get as high as level nineteen in order
1: to. Uh, uh, are get- you including stuff like uh, having the grenade throw uh, uh, arc shown? Because uh, is- no, because that was uh, behind. Was it rank two? And that requires the other infuriating mechanic on their level-up system, uh, the challenges. Which, once you unlock something, another, in order to put another point into it, you have to do some sort of challenge related to that skill.
0: Oh, that's on the first thing. The trajectory arc is on the first. Okay,
1: okay I can't remember. I know it's, oh, no, it's on the second tier of that, of that tree. Yeah. Or, or tree is being generous. Uh, it's more of a shrubbery.
0: Right. No, 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 yep, I'm including the points you have to waste in order to get to those things. I mean, okay. you can spend, because it's in the combat tree, you can spend all of those points on ballistics. Most most of the weapons in the game are ballistic weapons.
1: Yeah, so, which it feels very boring, first off, a uh, uh, game, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I heard somebody call this game something... And I want to hear your opinion on it. OK? Bethesda made Starfield NASA punk where mm. they tra- where they tried to make everything very clean and very white, and they didn't want to do like the used-up future or any sort of like even grunge, because even their grungy city uh, was there like four or five major cities, quote unquote, or settlements or whatever you want to call them? Uh even their grungy one isn't really that grungy. Only thing grungy about it is the frame rate.
0: No. That doesn't feel right. NASA Punk. I mean I get what they're well, going well, for when well, they say well, that, but
1: particularly uh, yo, know, uh the UC, you know? Where yeah, you know, they're basically trying to make essentially the clean future but not do full on Star Trek uh unlimited resources through replicators.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for the UC, for that faction. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I think that's what they're supposed to be. This game's version of the, you know, the Star Trek Federation. Yeah, which... Uh, uh, but let's... Hang on. Let's not get away from this yet, yeah, right? Yeah. So, t- you, have to, you have to get 20 mm-hmm. points to unlock all of the basic skills in the game, which is the stealth meter, the persuasion chances... Being able to pickpocket from people. Being able to do the combat slide. Um, <laughs> combat <and> slide. <laughs> combat slide and power attacks. Being able to... Uh, let's see, negotiation. Being able to do piracy. Um, and bribery for certain speech challenges, which unlocks... um, You know, like I said, piracy, and then some other negotiation options air quotes, negotiation, negotiation options, getting access to the grenades, um, and like being able to see where you're throwing grenades, being able to use your scanner effectively, being able to use the
1: jet pack, jet pack, <laughs> more like wet fart pack, but uh, being oh. able
0: to g- engage with the, the ship mechanics, the, the, the space combat mechanics of like your lateral thrusters and targeting system. Uh, Being able to pick locks, that's all of it. Yeah, that's all of it. That's all the basic skills. Now, if you want to actually be able to play the game at a moderately effective level, um, which lets you unlock the higher tier levels of ships, lets you be able to carry enough weight that you don't feel like you're constantly, like, running back to your ship to dump all your gear off because the carrying capacities are extremely low that you can actually uh, earn enough money from all that loot you're carrying around. Um, And and again, we're not getting into science. We're not getting into weapon customization. We're not getting into base building. This is just like, I can fly my ship good, my my bullets do a bunch of damage, I've got some health, and I can carry some stuff. 27 27, uh, points to On top of it,
1: or... 27
0: total, so you need an additional, like, 9 levels. All right? So, we are I mean, we're getting to, you know, level 24, level 25, level 26, depending on what your starting perks, your, you know, abilities give you. Mm-hmm. But a first-run playthrough, unmodded for everything that I've seen online, seems to be around level 30. So, oh, God. you've played through the game once, and are not really getting involved in, quote-unquote, the deeper game mechanics. Deeper if you game want
1: mechanics, like, yeah, uh, turning thrusters.
0: If you actually want to do that, if you actually want to be able to either be better as a solo player, because there is a skill tree for going solo without a companion that gives you boosts, and there is a skill tree for leadership, which gives you boosts for your companions— and lets you have more crew for your ships. So if you want to use some bigger ships, (coughs) higher tier equipment, and actually start to engage with base building mechanics and equipment personalization, and in order to actually be able to do all of that, 64 points. So, 60-ish levels, which is... Insane people in 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 a lot of videos I've seen online. People are like, when they get to level thirty, they're like, okay, time to build a base and grind out a whole bunch of XP through the manufacturing process. I'm gonna make all these level one widgets because they each give me one XP, and mm-hmm. I can make ten thousand of them an hour or whatever. So that <laughs> means in twenty hours, I can get to level one hundred. And then if you actually, um. You want to engage fully with all of the mechanics in the game. So you want to max out your base building so you get access to all of the base pieces. Um, you want to max out your ship building so you get access to all of the ship components. If you want to max out your weapon customization so you can build the best weapons that you want and the best spacesuits that you can, and you want to be able to explore the galaxy by having a ship that can travel far enough to you know make all of the le- the... The gravity jumps to all of the distant systems that exist for exploration. So basically, build
1: starship Velociraptor.
0: Yeah, and and if you want to max out either being a solo player or having a big ship crew, one hundred thirty five skill points. Oh, you got. So you have to get to level one hundred thirty two at like if your starting class gives you that uh, a useful three point boost. Although, kind of by this point, it doesn't really matter. The skills are spread so far out among so many different things that anything that you pick is going to be beneficial in this by this point. Mm-hmm. And that's that's completely ignoring almost half of the skills because they're pointless. They don't do anything. Like mechanically, they don't because they're broken, or they don't do anything because they're so niche that they interact with such a small amount of the game. Like I said a, a like, few yeah. minutes ago, yeah. ballistics make up. 80, 85% of the personal weapons. You've got, you know, regular kind of sci-fi guns, rail guns, and particle cannons. All count as physical ballistic weapons.
1: Yeah, the only thing I could really ran into that was energy weapons was the EM gun, which was meant to stun people. There's a whole tree for that one gun. There's literally one
0: gun. That by, that does a, EM damage. And you can put four skill points on it in it. Like, they should have why. just rolled it up into the laser tree. I've never even encountered
1: a laser weapon.
0: There's a few. There's a few. But, I mean, there's only... I mean, I don't know how many guns are in the game specifically. Something like two dozen. Maybe 30 weapons in total that are not melee weapons. Which are pointless. You can't upgrade melee weapons. You just can't. There's no way to customize them or upgrade them at all. What you see is what you get. Uh, Once you hit a certain level and kind of you get the capped out like max level uh, scaled versions of those, they cannot get any better. Except by your use of skills. But yeah, there's there's one (laughs) there is one single laser pistol. There is a single laser shotgun And there are two laser rifles, and then the mining laser counts as a laser rifle.
1: Mm -hmm. So, uh, I found, well, this is weapon models. So, uh, and I sorted it by damage type. And I would say two-thirds of the list is all ballistic. Yeah. You have the one EM weapon. You have one, two, three, four, five lasers. Uh, one, two, three, four particle beams, one of each type, and then the melee weapons, which are all physical.
0: So, and the, and the the ship weapons has got slightly more kind of even balanced, but with the ship weapons, you only want particle weapons because particle weapons do hull and shield damage at equal rates. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can mix and match if, you know, you want to, like ship combat is a joke, really combat in this game uh, is a joke.
1: Yeah, I ended up just fixing matching just so I could press another button. And there are no powers
0: that are affected by your skills. The way you level up powers is to New Game Plus again
1: mm-hmm.
0: and get the upgraded versions of the powers. But all the powers suck.
1: Uh, they suck almost as much as the temples. That's uh, th- another thing. T- oh, uh, the temples are like the... Uh, yo- Uh, Which we're getting heavy into story spoilers, so if you give a shit about the story, you don't. You shouldn't, but... But but... (laughs) Uh, but, uh, Bethesda basically looked at, like, Legend of Zelda and saw yeah, well, people like temples, we'll give them temples. And they they made all the temples uh, Superman 64. You fly through uh, rings for, like, five minutes, and then uh, it unlocks the big ring that you can fly through.
0: And then that gives you the superpower,
1: and that's it. In, uh,
0: super should be in really small letters. Okay, there are twenty-four powers. Uh,
1: the, uh, how about this? Super should be uh, 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 considered as strong as your jetpack, which oh, I'll get to the jetpack. <laughs> there are
0: twenty-four powers that you can get, only twenty-three of which you can get through. Get on the first playthrough. The twenty-fourth power, which also sucks, doesn't unlock you get a special quest for it after you have new game plus because it relies on the the idea of like you're a multiversal being who can summon other multiversal beings like your other multiverse versions of being to your aid so they don't give you that one until you finish the main story and you know and new game plus Mm -hmm. Um, but they there are you know there are 24 powers there are exactly three that are of any use uh, the first is a power that gives you, for a little bit of time, uh, I think it's like 30 seconds, maybe not even that long, uh, unlimited or infinite oxygen, which means stamina. that... Which is which translates to stamina. <laughs> you can be in toxic environments and you won't take damage. That's also a useful thing for it. Um, for some reason, if you wind up with no spacesuit or on a planet where there's, like, lots of toxic gas, it protects you from that. But then, yeah, it gives you unlimited stamina so that for that t- 30 seconds, you can ignore the carry weight capacity and run around with, you know, 10,000 kilograms worth of, of uh, space rocks in your backpack. Well, and well you here's find. the other
1: thing, is that you could just ignore the carry capacity anyway because running with, you know, you, know, you know, your entire starship in your back pocket will not kill you. It'll bring you down to, like, 10% health, but you can just keep sprinting.
0: Yep, it it won't kill you. It makes your screen all red and your character like breathes really heavy, but it it doesn't kill you. So if you're uh, in a
1: safe environment like, you know, the main starter city, right, you're sprinting to the lodge, yeah, you know, the super uh, cool hunter club, uh, uh to deposit everything in your infinitely uh bottomless uh chest. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. It does make you
0: run slightly slower if if that annoys
1: you but so oh, that power, there's far uh, other things in this game that annoy me more.:
0: Fair enough, but that power is useful. There's a power called void form that turns you invisible for like fifteen seconds, which is extremely helpful for when you're uh want to rob everything from a shop. Um, certain object interactions make you visible again but you still get to get away with stealing the thing that you were stealing while you were you were invisible. You just have to wait for the power to reset and use it again. But you can interact with crates, so anything that has an inventory, you can interact with that inventory, and it doesn't make you visible. And I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's a bug. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and that doesn't work anymore, it was a bug. And then the third power that's actually useful, and this one is only very situa- situationally, um, is an ability that you get that is like a little black hole that sucks everything into it. It does a tiny amount of damage, which, you know, whatever. But what it's useful for is that it knocks every enemy down that gets sucked up into it. And one of the ways that this game uh, tries to even the playing field against you once you start to get to really high levels is it does the thing that many video games, you know, throughout time and in mem- in-memoria do. Which is spams you with tons of enemies. And so you you plop down a black hole. They all get sucked into the middle and fall down. And you've got like five seconds to blast them with a rocket launcher. Oh, don't forget
1: uh, a damage sponge. Uh, So many bullets. Enemies are extremely
0: damage spongy. But of the 24 abilities, those are the only three that are of any use. And some of them sound really cool. One of them lets you shoot like a laser beam out of your face for a second. There's one that shoots like a a ball of plasma. Go, there's, Tickle Beam. There's one that siphons health off of enemies. There's one that creates like a zero gravity field, which knocks enemies over. But it also is you could like you would think could be useful for like traversal because you can jump. You know, in a zero in gravity environment, you can push yourself off there, which can let you jump farther. There's that one that neut- like that creates a neutral sort of one G or Earth gravity, which has the potential to be useful for puzzles which don't exist in this game but could be <laughs> could be interesting um, there's literally fus roda uh, you know space fus roda, which is funny but the the black hole power does that job way better um there's a completely useless power that i'm not sure if it's broken or not that is supposed to let you see um like into the future but the only thing that it actually does is show you what someone's response is going to be to a dialogue option. And it's like, well, you can find that out by uh, in doing the dialogue option. And it doesn't help you during the Persuasion minigame either. It doesn't show you whether or not your, your thing is going to succeed. Um, let's see, there's a power that revives dead enemies to fight for you. Sounds cool, but they're extremely wakes, wake, weak. So it's not... Well,
1: well, it's using also the combat AI, which... Oh, boy.
0: Half the time, they're dead before they even get off the ground. There's one that lets you create a copy of something, and it will fight for you. There's a power that, um like, makes you fly forward a little bit, so it's kind of like an extra boost pack or an extra jump. Um, could, again, be useful if there were puzzles in this game, which there aren't. Uh <sighs>
1: There's some others. My big puzzle for this game is where the fuck did the development time go?
0: There's some others, but they're not. They're a waste. All of these, all of these powers are ultimately a waste. The ones that are good, the game would have been better off if that whole section would have been stripped from development and used for something else.
1: Honestly, like, I enjoyed the game more before we got to the. Oh, ooh, space powers, ooh.
0: The main quest ignores them completely. It has the artifacts, which is fine. It's like, ooh, these weird artifacts that are connected to some kind of center point in the multiverse, and you have to figure out how to get there, and you can become, like, god or something. Like, that's fine, going on this quest over and over again for the artifacts. But, yeah, the temples are ignored. Completely by the main story, after the first, like, oh, there's a temple out here, we should go see what it is. And then they're never, like, you're never forced to engage with them again if you don't want to.
1: Although, can't imagine why somebody would, outside of just sadicism.
0: Yeah. Completionist people. Like I said. Yeah, fair play. But yeah, none of your abilities affect, or, or sorry, none of the skills that you get boost the powers. The only way to boost the powers is to visit the temples again on a, on a new game plus, And then you get like an upgraded version of the power. And you can do that ten whole times. So if you hit every temple, every playthrough, you have to new game plus eleven times to get all of the powers maxed. Because it doesn't give you the twenty-fourth power until the first time you new game plus. Let's talk about that a minute.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Let's talk about that. The key conceit of this game story is that you get to relive the same campaign or the same universe over and over again. Um,
1: by oh, yeah, going I've seen through this these, movie. what's that hell? <laughs> by going uh, through these multiversal uh, portals. Murray?
0: Yes, Groundhog Day. He hated it, but you get to do that over and over again. Um, with the idea being that, like eventually, somehow, someway, you will get to the center of this multiverse. I don't know if you actually can. But Does that have a
1: premium new center?
0: Probably. That's a really interesting concept. Um, at its core, wonderful storytelling idea. Because the nature of video games, especially this type of video game, is that you're going to play it over and over and over again with a new character. And, and you know, new, new ways that you do stuff, new... You know, whatever. But, like, that's the idea. And, like, building that into the story and into the gameplay mechanics, great. Good start. Completely fumbled by the development team. Lackluster implementation at its best points, right? So you would think, I mean, there do have to be limitations to this. I understand that. But you would think, okay, if you do all of the missions, all of the storylines, you should be able to get all kinds of new... Interesting dialogue or interactions, or take shortcuts on things, you should be able to use your foreknowledge as a player in this universal structure, which is set up to be like your character in the game has this foreknowledge. Doesn't do it every once in a while. And I like, I mean, really sparingly, and also sometimes in weird places that make no sense, but really sparingly, you will get a dialogue option that says Starborn, which is, like, what your character becomes when they enter this multiversal thing. It's, like, a Starborn entity. And it will, you know, it'll pop up, it'll say Starborn, and you click on the dialogue option, and, you know, it'll, like, be something of, like, oh, yeah, I know this, it's he, blah, blah, blah. And, like, your character will spout, like, you know, we'll have a little bit of information, or we'll ask a specific question that it's, like, only they would know because they've done it before. And the other character, you know, and and the NPC that you're interacting with is like, "Oh yeah, that's weird." No, you're right, or you know, whatever. And that's neat. It is neat when it happens. And in the main storyline, there are a few places where that you can you can do some interesting things with that. So mediocre at best in the main storyline you didn't get there i think you were like right before this you are forced to make a choice to go to place a or place b and depending on what you do you get a major storyline split a main character dies like they're guaranteed to die um it changes uh some interactions that you can have with the primary antagonists there's two of them um, and gives you more likelihood to be able to ally with one versus the other if you choose to do so. And then it, you get some unique equipment, and it changes up the uh, some of the quests moving forward in terms of, like, what order they happen in and cutting you off from certain options because it's like one of the characters is dead. You can... When you play back through the campaign, if you choose to play the campaign, because it also lets you skip it. Whenever you do New Game Plus, you can choose to skip the campaign. You show up and you're like, hey, I'm a Starborn. Give me all those artifacts, please. I'll be on my way. But if you play the campaign, when you get back to that point, you can use your foreknowledge to convince, like, have an opportunity to convince everyone to go together instead of splitting up. And you can save the person from dying. And the main antagonist is like, huh, that's new. Good job. We'll see if you do it again next time. And that, that was interesting. That was one of those moments where I told you, I was like, oh, you know, that's something that I wanted to see if you could do. But that's the, you know, the 0.01% of the time. The rest of the time, there's nothing. So you're forced to go through the motions again on these quests to play them a second time. Or there's a kind of a little random side piece of dialogue and... That's it you You get to you know move on absolutely fumbles the a very interesting, cool implementation of Ludo narrative, using your gameplay or using the fact that this is a video game to help further the story absolutely fumbled, garbage, disappointed made oh, me big sad
1: for you yeah I, I mean honestly, part of me wonders how much of this is just. Uh, they're beholden to Creation Engine, what is it, 4 or 5 now? Where they're so held by, the, by their own technology at this point that they're not wanting to invest into whatever. I mean, a good example of this is the Generation Ship. Uh, the There's a side quest that pops up where uh well, I guess we should uh, actually. Say, uh, uh, the beginning of the st- of uh, Starfield, they go into like the history of the universe, and that uh, uh, essentially uh, the Earth's magnetosphere. Uh, uh, well, oops, we forgot to pay the electric bill, and it goes away. And uh, the Earth has fifty years to fifty-ish uh, years to basically, you know, everybody get the fuck out. And they go into some more of the history of it, but that's kind of the the what sets things off to people colonizing the, the stars. And before that goes off, uh, a, a bunch of basically billionaire dickheads see that the Earth has, is a real possibility of uh, uh, you know, imploding, and create a generational ship to uh, get you know get the fuck out early and. It's one of those things that where the game is feels like it's so held back by its own technology, where it doesn't feel like it's this old tech that comes through uh, into uh, the modern "quote unquote" age, and everything feels reused, and there's not enough feels like space on it, and it's kind of that way throughout the whole game where they're trying to do something, but the game runs like absolute shit. And this is them pushing it as far as they could, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Part of me wonders just how much of the game is because of the limitation. And I know sometimes limitation does breed some interesting solutions and uh, ideals, but you know, having it where, you know, planets are four by four kilometer uh, procedurally generated, Uh, Plots of land With the same half dozen uh, (laughs) uh, Points of interest That respond on them And no I'm not joking And there's no ground vehicles Oh yeah Uh, the, the, The only traversal you have Is your jet pack Which is Basically a boost pack Depending on the flavor that you have There's one that basically Shoots you way up high in the air One that doesn't shoot you up very high, but instead moves you more horizontally. A balanced version, and there's one other, isn't there? There's basic, which is a weaker
0: version of the balanced. There's the balanced. Mm -hmm. There's the skip. That's the one that makes you go more forward than up. And Mm -hmm. then there's the power boost pack, which shoots you way up.
1: Yeah, which is, yeah, shoots you way up, it makes you a piñata. But they're not jet packs, per se. They're more like... Uh, almost akin to, like, a double or triple jump. Yeah. With uh, some uh, control over uh, how you're doing. But the thing is that because there's no ground vehicles and th- that's your only traversal option, you're going to be running a lot. <laughs> and whenever you uh, bring out the scanner and see, oh, point of interest. Oh, look, it's that cryogenics lab. I wonder if that's going to be different from the last half dozen ones. No, it it's be. not Or even better is Whenever you get into Areas of the game that doesn't That supposedly, you know, has less Uh, uh <laughs> Less Civilization uh, Oh look, it's the same cryogenics lab They built another one here Yep. Procedural generation does have It's place But it but if you're also going to Have points of interest that are uh, You know, hand built have more than three of them, which I'm being a little facetious there. there there's I
0: genuinely, there's, I genuinely think there's only like two dozen facilities yeah, that yeah, are not say,
1: Quest ones. Uh, well, there are some unique ones that are only on certain planets, but for the generic ones that pop up uh, through procedural generation, yeah, there's only a couple dozen. Which sounds like a lot, but the thing is that. If you're landing on a planet, you'll see between, like, two and five uh, points of interest on the uh, map. And th- there's no variance on one version versus another. To the point that I went to the same... Uh, I'm trying to think of exactly what, what one it was. I know, I know it was a... Uh, basically, it was a hangar that was overrun by bandits. But... I went to three of them, and even the loot was ex- was the same, uh, minus what was I think randomly generated in some crates, but yeah, like oh well, here's going to be the illicit drugs that will have to go to the wolf system to sell. Uh, the wolf system has a uh, vendor that basically'll buy anything that you won't get and you won't get scanned for uh illegal narcotics and stuff going into the system. Which, hey, uh, the skill for that is broken, by the way. Supposedly. Yep,
0: yep. Um, if you max it out, it makes it easier for you to be scanned. I think if you get it to level three, it <laughs> works. And then if you get it to level four, it, like, undoes itself.
1: But uh, There's a whoopsie doodle.
0: There's a whole bunch of stuff like that. I mean... You know, the ammo or damage doesn't stack properly. It's supposed to be multiplicative, and it doesn't. It just picks the highest damage type and applies that damage. And armor doesn't work right. Uh, damage resistance doesn't work right. Armor piercing effects don't work right. Um Effects like burn that are supposed to be able to be applied multiple times don't, and neither does poison. And... Lots of stuff, like with sh- your ship cargo and your ship shields. the They don't work like how the, the skill says they're supposed to, and I could go on, but I
1: won't. Remember, both, most polished Bethesda game ever. So, uh, what was the bugs that you hit that you uh, found enjoyable? My favorite one was uh, a uh, hostage NPC for the Bank Quest. Uh, ran through the airlock uh, to escape the firefight on a planet that had no atmosphere, and she did not have a spacesuit on. She was fine. You know, she, she was just hanging around looking at some rocks. What, what, yeah, NPCs, I, I, I don't think NPCs
0: need to wear spacesuits at all. Uh, one of my favorite bugs is that on outposts, um, you could uh, get people, like, you could you could talk to them, and then they would kind of just turn around and walk away and you could lock them outside the habitats with no spacesuits. And then they would like phase through the dirt and disappear until you fast traveled away and fast traveled back. Um, Or the bug where that every time you tried to place items on your ship, uh, they would go back into the ship inventory, creating this weird and stuff that spawns by default as part of the ship habitats that you put together, the ship modules could create this weird infinite loop where that you would fill up your ship with garbage. Um I
1: need a bug to do that. I could do that
0: myself. Because it would keep respawning the garbage into the inventory. Um I had bugs with the mannequins uh decorating my apartment after I completed the UC Vanguard quest. Um the uh the or the Terramorph quests. Um you get the the penthouse apartment and then you can place armor mannequins in there. And then I'd go p- to place armor on them, and the mannequin bodies would disappear. Um, falling through the floor was always great in the dark abyss. Um, having to force-close r- my game and, and open it again. Um, the awful, like, weird, shape-shifting, demonic faces, especially of children. That's kind of always been a feature, though, not a bug. <laughs> um... Let's see. What are other bugs I encountered? My ship phasing through something I was trying to dock with, and then getting stuck um, and needing me to reload the game to fix it.
1: Well, I had, at one point, my ship, uh, I'm not sure if it was docked with itself, or if, like, a second version spawned in the docking cutscene. But I was like, there was like, like, a weird shadow of my ship. Uh, and it just would not undock, so I yeah. had to reload on that one.
0: I think my favorite bug overall was my asteroid buddy. Um, I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how this happened. Lots of people reported having this happen. Maybe you had it happen. Um, but going to fast travel um, from you know one one planet to another within a, a star system, sometimes randomly you would pick up an asteroid and it would just follow you. In every single ship cutscene, forever. And I had an asteroid buddy. I had two of them actually, for I don't know the last twenty-five, thirty levels worth of gameplay that I put in. There were some people online who had like bits and pieces of space station or <laughs> or um, you know ground decoration that would follow them around. They would post screenshots. So that was that was my favorite bug having a. Uh, an asteroid space buddy.
1: See, I didn't have any of the fun ones. I had some of the annoying ones. I'm pretty sure uh, I had a money disappear at one point. Because I was doing fairly well, and it's like, all of a sudden I had no money. I'm not sure what happened there. And no, I did not go on a spending spree. Or neither did any of my companions. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's so 5 out of 10. It is It is probably the most mediocre game I have ever played, where it has an occasional high, it has an occasional low, and everything else is just kind of in the middle. Just I kind will of- say,
1: uh, hitting the Terramorph uh, quest, the that first UC mission, at a very low level, was probably the most... Uh, fun I had with the game uh basically it's like a modified stealth uh, uh mission where you are uh taking uh you're trying to uh do things while uh you know I can't believe it's not a space death Claw death call uh uh is essentially stalking you and you know, I'm like level yeah. You know, three or four at this point oh you hit that quest really early yeah I just was uh, bumbling around it's like eh, you know, that sounds like an interesting uh, 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 quest I'll tr- do this one and I ended up you know, uh, hitting you know, the alien one I didn't finish the quest line though but I did uh, it, w- it was, was it, one was of a- the better ones also, not completely disappointing.
0: Both of the UC Vanguard quests, um, the Terramorph one, and then the one where you go to hunt pirates, um, to, and you work undercover and hunt pirates. Mm-hmm. Those are the two best quest lines in the game, in my opinion. Ryujin would be up there because it has some of the most interesting dialogue and like some political subterfuge. But because that quest line relies almost exclusively on a broken and non. Mostly broken, slightly non-existent stealth system. Getting through the quest line sucks.
1: Uh, See, I started Reusion, but I never got far enough to uh, require stealth, so... Ooh, glad I didn't. And then the Ranger quest line is just awful. Yeah, I, I ended up wasting a lot of time with the Ranger
0: one. It does have one of the better rewards, though. The ship you get is pretty good and as like an early like if you hit that quest line early you get a couple of interesting weapons and the
1: the the good ship yeah but how do they make Ace cowboys boring or space us marshals or whatever you know
0: yeah they do they do they do that the main quest is okay also i mean it's not great but it is like you know the primary quest line so i assume it got a lot of attention mhm there's some halfway decent random kind of side quests you run into. Um, there's a one that's like a three or four mission plot line with some gangs on um, the cyberpunk planet. Neon. Ty- Neon, thank you. That's a pretty decent quest line. It ends kind of abruptly, but as far as side quest lines go, kind of random ones, it's, it's okay.
1: Yeah, I did have uh, one note. Uh, ran to a guy at a bank. And, he's, and he trusts me completely because I'm the protagonist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that That's kind of a Bethesda thing. Oh, I see you're the protagonist. Here, you could do this job.
0: Yep. When you say ran into guy at the bank, are you talking about the Galbank guy that sends yeah. you as a debt collector? That's yeah, an interesting side quest line as well.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that more fleshed out, you know?
0: Yeah, you go on... I don't know five jobs maybe, mm-hmm. and meet several different characters. You can kind of get into shenanigans if you don't just want to like uh, extort those poor people for their money. Like they give you some additional kind of alternate quest lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would love to see yeah, more of that. You know,
0: there's a side quest, um, side quest line where that there's like some pirates that are attacking this. Uh, installation where the two main militaries are at the UC and the the Free Star Rangers and in the game's lore, relatively recently, there's been a massive war between these two factions and they're at a you know they're at peace now, but like both of these units fought in the war and they're having to come together to fight the pirates. That was a pretty well done side quest, yeah. side quest arc. Um,
1: yeah, I was also de- having a random encounter uh, with them later. Uh, the generation ship. Uh, that that's one that feels like there's like a right answer to how to fi- how to finish the quest, and then there's you know, like several wrong answers. Yeah. Uh, but it was also one of those that feels like it was more held back by the technology. You know, the fact that at best there's like twenty people on this ship. Yeah. Which this is- uh, which uh, you didn't hit it, but. Uh, Because I went through and talked to them, uh, I guess, a lot more thoroughly. But it was hinted that, well, it wasn't hinted, but it was stated outright that they had strict population controls and the oldest people were either committed suicide or were fucking murdered uh, to keep resources uh, in check. Yeah. But once again, yo, yo, there there was a lot of inbreeding if that's all the people on that ship. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's yeah. based Alabama, so you know there were some some interesting
0: quests, and I mean in a game you know that massive. There's there there are going to be a few hits, but on you know on the whole, when you you know flip all the coins, roll all the dice, however you want to say it, like it comes out to be extremely average. Um, a
1: lo- uh, there's a lot of filler. Yeah. Uh, and occasionally you get a, a bit of meat, but it's mostly filler. It's it's like biting into a Big Mac. Yeah, you know, you're going to get a lot of filler. Occasionally you'll get a little a hunk of meat, but it's mostly going to be uh, filler. And you don't want to know what it is. Uh, there's probably some rat parts in there, some uh, bugs. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Stumpy's. Uh, well, used to be uh, his hand, but you know we call him Stumpy for a reason now. <laughs> Poor Stumpy But, yeah I just, I don't uh, That's oh, the thing okay. uh, uh, Did you look into the romance options? Oh yeah, I got married uh, Well, 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 well no, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about getting married Because I think we got married Both to the same NPC Because she was pretty much the only one that had That you really spent any time with For quite a while I'm talking yeah. about the options Pretty much all the characters that you had romance options with were the same, the same alignment, and <laughs> the same. Oh, group. yeah, it's like, uh, uh, do you want the uh blonde one? Do you want the uh, you know, the I can't believe uh, she's not evil one? Uh, the one with the cowboy hat with uh, you know, emotional baggage/slash kid uh, for a game this massive, having literally everybody that you could romance, which I know, romance in Bethesda games always sucks. But even companion wise, uh, uh, or, you know, you're, you know, who you can take on missions, it's very limited. It, it's, it's shockingly so. I mean, I know yeah. that, I, I think you can actually take uh, crew members, but even then, there's only so many crew members that you can recruit. And, and guess what? That, that's limited <laughs> to a skill. You can
0: have a max of nine crew members on your ship and then a max of eight people on a settlement. Those are two different skills, by the way. <laughs> so, maximum you can recruit, uh, what is that? What's eight plus? 17? Yeah, maximum you can recruit is 17 people into your crew. Technically, if you don't count the Constellation members because they're you can like go and grab one of them to follow you as a follower or as a companion. Mm. And they give you the bonuses as if they're on your crew, but they don't count against the crew limit. Mm. Technically you can have 18 people. There are three levels of companions. There are the constellation members, which are like the highest tier companions who have the most skills. And, are most...
1: All, and all are exactly the same people.
0: The, well, they have the most skills, the most of backstory content um and the most that you can get out of them um they can give you that they all have side quest lines then there are the tier two crew members who you can pick these guys up at bars and they're semi-unique npcs um and they have less skills but they still have pretty decent skills they're full-fledged companions. They can follow you around. You can trade the weapons and gear with them. And some of them have minor side quests. Not all of them, but some of them. And then there's the Tier 1 crew members, which are literally, like, they have one gill, and they, they wear just, like, generic jumpers, and they, they can't really talk to you other than, like, hi, Captain, how's your day? I hope you're doing well. Um, and they are the bare bones. Like, I'm on New Game+. plus. I want to find a couple people to like round out this thing on my ship. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to go. And as far as I know, they have no additional content. They're just warm bodies to give you a stat boost. Mm, Bodies. But yeah, I could keep talking. I could keep going, but I don't know if I have much else to say. This game just doesn't do what it advertised itself as being able to do. It's not a good space exploration game. All of its main competitors... you can fast travel not, to,
1: that, uh, to that planet.
0: You can't see that moon over there? You can fast travel to it. But it, it does not do space exploration, really. It barely does it at all. But it doesn't do it as well as, as any of its competitors. Um, even Elite Dangerous, which is not primarily a space exploration game, has got a much more detailed way to explore and scientifically study and engage with planets and things that you find on it. So it's not a good space exploration game. It is not a good combat-focused game. Um, You know, the space combat is a joke. Uh, On-foot combat is fine, but it's extremely repetitive and not very deep or interesting. And as a story game, it doesn't have a very good story. No Man's Sky does the whole main story like Infinite Universe Loop better than this better than this game does. Like it's it doesn't do anything better than any of its peers and in in a lot of ways it doesn't even average out amongst its peers to be this kind of jack of all trades option. It lacks any real depth. It lacks any strong character it lacks conviction or passion it is a corporate property that is designed to sell you dlc and merch for as many years
1: as they can oh and don't forget yeah a 300 dollar uh, collector's edition well merch i i always consider the collector's editions uh separate from the merch because you know you never know uh about another canvas shortage.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, it just... Solid 5 out of 10. Solid, like, C-. minus. It technically is a game in the same way that just eating plain oatmeal is technically a breakfast. Like, it gets the job done. If you need some game to play and you want it to be vaguely sci-fi... It gets the job done. But if you have any other option at this stage, I wouldn't pick Starfield. I mean, especially
1: uh, since so many of the systems just feel pointless in general. You know, building weapons, uh, uh, assuming that you get the points to put into the skill, uh, just feels pointless after a while because uh, the weapons are leveled to whatever level you picked them up. Minus a few exceptions. So you're dumping resources into a weapon that you're going to get rid of pretty soon. Uh, Same for spacesuits. Until you get to that plateau, you're just dumping resources. And mind you, getting resources is either cumbersome and slow, or you're building dedicated outposts. And honestly, at the point of building outposts for some of these resources the It just makes no sense to me because it's cumbersome there as well it's sluggish there's not enough storage for really anything It feels like a shell of a good game held together with like uh yeah tape and a little bit of string and maybe some uh uh, uh bubble gum. Just waiting for the modders to come in and actually fill in all the cracks. Because there is a hell of a lot of potential for modders to go in and fix this game. However, I always view the modding community as a bonus and not the selling point. That's why I could look at KSP1 and say, Yeah, it's a great game. And it has modding potential uh, to make it even better. Versus going to Skyrim and saying, well, it's a piece of shit because you have to try to mod in some fun. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, with enough DLC and enough mods, Starfield could be a really interesting, unique game. But it shouldn't have to be that way. The game doesn't... The game shouldn't have to depend, shouldn't have to rely on modders to fix it. And it shouldn't have to rely on after a... I think Starfield started pre-production in 2013. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple years of pre-production. So active production, eight years. After eight years of production, you should have
1: more to show for for it than this. Yeah, and I'm honestly getting fucking sick and tired of every game needing a redemption arc now. It's getting ridiculous. Yep. Agreed.
0: Starfield is a game that is a galaxy-wide and an inch
1: deep, and it you know, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, it's not did, not even did, inch did. deep. It's like the depth of a hydrogen uh, uh, molecule. But occasionally it gets down to an inch.
0: Yeah. An inch deep at its deepest. But, yeah, I guess play it if you're bored. And want to like waste some time in a way that is technically more interesting than watching paint dry.
1: Well, there, there's a. Well, we, we should put that one in the box of the, the Game of the Year edition. <laughs> technically more fun than <laughs> watching paint dry. Yeah. Technically
0: more interesting than paint drying. 5.5 5 out of 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I pretty much sum it up in one of my thoughts here. Everything feels like it's spread thin. Far too thin Major towns usually have One major quest at best uh, And there's One major town on a planet At best When you're looking at Older games from Bethesda Where you'll hit like Two or three major uh, quest lines uh, Along with some interesting Side quests Now it's just spread so thin Never mind the fact that Oh, I have to fast travel uh, back and forth between several planets in order to do something. So, yeah, uh, shall we move on to our next corporate show of a game?
0: Yeah, let's do that. So our game club for November is going to be Need for Speed Unbound.
1: Mm-hmm. I think this was your idea, although I don't remember. I, I, I think it was my idea for just to see where the Need for Speed franchise is. I think this is the latest one now. It's on Game Pass, so... It, it, i played a bit of it. Uh, a little bit of a, a early take is that it's okay, but it also makes me want to go back to some of the older Need for Speed games.
0: Yeah. I've played a bunch of the older ones. I haven't played any of the newer ones within, like, the last at least seven years. Like, 2015.
1: Yeah, Unbound is the latest one. It, it has an odd styling that uh, could be off putting if you're not prepared for it.
0: Yeah, I think Undercover was probably the last one I played that I can remember.
1: Yeah, Undercover was 2008. Let's put it this way. Since uh, Deep for Speed Undercover, I'm just making sure. Yeah, okay, there's been Deep for Speed Shift, Deep for Speed Nitro, which. Uh, the shift was on PS3, Xbox, and 360, and Windows, while Nitro was a Wii exclusive.
0: Wait, is shift the one that's more like professional racing? I might have played that one. Yeah,
1: I think so. Uh, Deep for Speed World, which uh, was a free to play MMO that closed in 2015. Uh, Deep for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, Need for Speed Shift 2 Unleashed. Uh Need for Speed The Run. Uh, how about that? Need for Speed must have uh, had some bad food. It got the runs. Uh Need for Speed Must Wanted. Need for Speed Rivals. Need for Speed No Limits. Uh Need for Speed just yeah, Need for Speed uh it's was a serious reboot. Uh Need for Speed Payback. Deep for Speed Heat, which I think was the one that had, like, the uh, heist gameplay kind of cringey uh, trailer at E3 that one year. And then Unbound, which was t- uh, 2022. That's a lot of Deep for Speed games, huh? That is. I didn't realize there were that many. I mean, some of these are platform-exclusive, like No Limits was Android, for example... There was a couple that, like, Nitro, and, uh, there was a couple others that, uh, that were, like, Nintendo platforms.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so, Need for Speed, I guess. We'll check in on that franchise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, check in, see how they're doing. Get annoyed with the voice actors, because,
0: alright. See if their check engine light's on.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but- uh, I, I I'm I i do not want to draw any conclusions here. Uh, have you seen a screenshot for this game? You'll you'll you understand it. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Moving on. Let's uh
0: let's let's set up our our first news topic of the night.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're kind of uh, skipping on the community stuff right now because you know Game Club we knew was going to be long. Indeed.
0: So yeah, um, the Escapist has mass designations. That you know, why don't why don't you why don't you take this one for a
1: minute? Oh, the Escapist. I guess it's finally dying. Uh, so the Escapist is a new, uh, It's a gaming news site that's been around for a very long time. Uh, it's kind of had, up its ups and downs. It's had its controversies. But it's most well known for the Zero Punctuation series with uh, Ben Yahtzee Croshaw, and well, uh, that series is done now. Uh, uh, congratulations, Gamer Group, and, and we're spell and Gamer is spelled as annoyingly as possible. By the way, essentially okay. I've been listening to the uh, Escapist podcast on and off for a few months. I will admit that I'm not I'm completely up to date to it. I think I have a couple left. Uh, essentially, back in September, they were bought out by Gamer Group. And Gamer Group is uh, a bunch of venture capitalists that's been buying up uh, some gaming and uh, uh, pop culture sites. And uh, the editor in chief over, uh, over at the Escapist Nick was given some well, they don't say exactly what the uh, uh, the targets were but the escapist was at medium so they fired him and Nick has been the guy that's basically rebuilt the escapist from a few years ago at one point the escapist was pretty much a dumping ground for uh, zero punctuation that was it on the website you'd go there and be like zero punctuation from uh, this week Last week, the week before, no other news articles, nothing. They used to do a lot more video content uh, than just zero punctuation. It was just what was held, what was basically keeping them afloat. And they rebuilt. They built an editorial team and was getting some decent uh, content out. And uh, they actually did a... uh, uh, a series that I was wanting to check out, but I guess I won't now. Uh, called "Adventures is not nah. Adventure is Nah," where it's a D and D group, uh, basically just round table goofing off. You know,
0: I mean that's just D and D groups most of the time. Yeah, sitting so at a table goofing yeah, yeah, off. But, yeah,
1: but you also have Yahtzee in the middle of it. So,
0: right, you've got a professional goofer as opposed to just the normies, pretty much. Right,
1: so. Seeing a mass resignation uh, following uh, the firing of editor in chief, that sh- that should tell you everything you need to know about what the uh, editorial team thought of this guy, right? Yeah, and it seems like basically this group wants to flood their websites with AI content. There's a article that's going to be in the uh, in the show notes. And I want to emphasize, pretty sure not Onion, pretty sure not Satire, alright? There's still that, like, air of possibility because the internet these days. Right. But according to this other article, they're uh, posting listings for an AI editor to basically oversee AI generation of news articles. Uh, between 200 and 250 articles a, a week with average salary coming out right at $4.20 an article. Yes, four twenty. 20 And in case you're wondering, yes, Gamer Group, uh, the uh, founder of it, was a teenager that got very lucky with some investments and got a lot of money. Just like somebody with a, uh, a certain emerald mod, right? Yep. So, yeah. Pretty much, uh, I have very little faith in some of the websites that uh, they own because if they're just going to start pumping out articles, it, it, it's this is part of the reason why I got out of the writing gig in the first place is that there's uh, essentially tiers of uh, article content or of or of uh of uh people that buy content. There's people that, yeah, just want as much content as possible. Yeah, essentially what used to be the content mills, which is now just AI generated. There's ones that will go a level up and like, okay, well start with this and then yeah, tweak it a little bit and make it a little bit better. Then you yeah, know, you go further, further up and but the further up you go, it requires more contacts more being in the business having a good relationship with that company and I lost that Whatever a couple of the websites I used to write for shut down and I just was never able to transition because you have to try to claw your way back through the lower tiers of all the AI content milled uh, produced shit right. so to see the escapist that most likely going to be that now uh, there's a few others on the uh, list on uh, futurism uh, that uh, that they own that could also be uh, susceptible to this. uh mind you, uh, they've called the jobs of at least 50 people uh on uh, across their uh websites, and this was just a lay, uh, group of layoffs in March. So, yeah. Uh, expect, expect some really crap articles out there, huh?
0: Yeah. Or some really average articles, depending on how you want to, I guess, think about it.
1: Mm, true.
0: Granted, you know, the average can be dog shit, but, mm-hmm. you know.
1: I mean, having a lead uh, editor making... Uh, before taxes, 40 to no, 55,000 a year is absurd. That's low, especially for the amount of content that they're gonna have to go through. Yeah. We're, we're, we're this is gonna possibly make me sound like a piece of shit, but we're t- most likely looking at someone in a poorer country with English as a second or third language. Uh, that would accept that. Uh, uh, salary, yeah. Not...
0: I don't think that makes you sound like a piece of shit because the way that you're talking about it is in like this is the economic reality of the world that we live mm-hmm. in, and it's hard garbage.
1: Well, well like I, it is I, what it I'm is. Just, I'm just always very careful whenever I, I talk about uh, people in lesser, less fortunate countries taking jobs like this, because part of that was the content mills back in the day. Yeah, you know, seeing people take. Uh articles that are a thousand uh, words or uh, plus at less than a penny per word I mean there's just no way to compete with that, and that's AI these days it's pretty much the same thing or yep. the sa- or the same level of content creation so uh, Poor went out with the uh, for zero punctuation. They have already uh, said that they're going to uh, basically stick together uh, the people that resigned along with the editor-in-chief, and they're creating a new company called Second Wind. Uh, No details about what's happening with that just yet. They're going to have a live stream about that uh, the day after we're recording this, I believe. So, yeah, I'll probably be uh, getting a new podcast to listen to instead of uh, uh, slightly something else. So there is that. Always... at least I hope I keep the podcast going. I really, I think this is the end for the escapist because one of the big things that they pivoted to, uh, whenever, uh, uh, they did like the big revival was fan engagement and community engagement and community funding. So a lot of Patreon stuff, a, a lot of their big series was, uh, Funded through like super chats through their podcast, through uh, Patreon campaigns, that sort of thing. So it makes me wonder just how they're going to fund this because the escapists didn't have a ton of obtrusive ads. Oh, wait, they're going to have obtrusive ads, aren't they? Yeah, time to uh, for start, sure. Time to start selling dick pills.
0: My brain finished that sentence with pics. Time to start selling dick pics.
1: I mean, uh, if you insist. No, bad. Bad touch.
0: I don't know if that's a touch if I'm sending you pics, but...
1: Or you're touching it. Bad touch.
0: I mean, I'm pretty partial to that touch, but everyone is entitled to their own opinion.
1: So, speaking of opinions, Nintendo announces live-action Legend of Zelda movie. Because I don't think you really had anything to say about The Escapist, right?
0: I don't. I haven't really participated in any of the ongoing Escapist stuff in several years. I mean, when Uh, you brought this up...
1: I didn't realize that they'd had a revival. Yeah, they had a revival uh, like two years ago. Well,
0: good for them up until it fell apart. Granted,
1: no fault of their own, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to read to the fun, go check out the uh, uh, Wikipedia page for Gamer Group. Uh, And it's G-A-M-A-R. Oh, what the hell? Sorry, uh... Oh no! Oh, anyway, do you want to talk Zelda? <laughs>
0: yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So, um, a- as you as you said, uh, Nintendo announces live action Legend of Zelda movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there's not a lot of info about this just yet. Uh, uh, this is just the initial announcement that hey, we're doing a thing. Yeah, it would be interesting.
0: It would be interesting. It's interesting to see Nintendo open up. After the recent success of Mario, and well the Mario movie, and while it's not a Nintendo property, I also think that Sonic's successful movie, burgeoning movie franchise, mm. has, like, opened their eyes to, like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made here, and things are different than they used to be when we tried to make the first
1: Mario movie. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean here's, here's the thing about this first Mario movie, is it was the first video game movie, period. And they made it back when Mario, uh, the big lore of Mario was, he runs to the right, and uh, the princess is always in another castle. Actually, I don't even know if Mario 2 was out at that point. It, it was really early. And if you disconnect you know, uh, you know, Mario from uh, that movie, it's an interesting like dystopian uh, like sci-fi movie. It, 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 I really am convinced that the original Super Mario movie it, it gets a lot of more flack than what it really deserved. And yes, I have watched it. In the I haven't last seen part, it in a while. It, it's been it, it, at least it's, ten it's, years since it, I've it, seen it. It is weird. It is odd. And if you ignore, you know, the fact that this is, this is supposed to be Super Mario, it's actually fun. You know. And not a whole, yeah, this movie's so bad, it's good, either. At least in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda. That, there is quite a few areas you could go with this. I mean, first of all, are you going to follow any of the particular games? <laughs> all right?
0: Uh, yeah, I-, I feel like the most likely options are Ocarina of Time. Because that is one of the most popular, not only Zelda games, but video games of all time. Uh, the more recent stuff, just because it's prevalent on everybody's mind. Or you do kind of a, maybe not a spin-off per se, but you, um, like, I mean, it's going to have Link. It's going to have to. It's going to have Link. It's going to have Zelda. It's going to have Xanendorf. Zanendor- Xanendorf? Ganondorf. <laughs> I feel like those three are going to have to be in it but it serves as more of, like, a compressed origin story or something. You know, like, it's, it's telling, instead of one game story, a summation
1: of a bunch of them. I mean, the thing is that Ganon is even, uh, is it even in all the Zelda games? So, I don't think Ganon has to be a, you know, uh, antagonist, per se. Uh, I could see them even diving into, like, the lore and history of legend of zelda instead of having yeah you know, link as we know him yeah you know, like the idea or one of the potential ideas of the legend of zelda is that yeah you know, the reincarnation cycle yeah you know, link and zelda uh, and Ganon uh, are reincarnated uh, through the power of the triforce essentially yeah you know, the the hero tom uh, is always link Go back to, like, the first link, you know? Yeah. Uh, The creation of the Force, And go into some of the deep lore that, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda fans would uh, absolutely be drooling for. But I also don't think that would be a huge blockbuster hit. Which, that's what we're looking at here with the likes of Sony joining in. Which, I do love the little tidbit at the end of the TechRaptor article. That the last time that Nintendo and uh, Sony worked together, it was for a a, a planned disk drive attachment for the Super Nintendo that Nintendo backed out on, which created the PlayStation.
0: Yeah. A neat little tidbit for people who don't know that.
1: (laughs) I I could. The problem with the more recent stuff is that it's so open world. So unless you do like a condensed, like, you know, speedrun story of it, uh, a lot of the charm of those games is, you know, the, you know, your own adventure. So, I think that's less likely. I could see even going to, like, Wind Waker for, like, you know, uh, more of, like, the piracy, you know, boat aspect of it. If you want to go follow along the games. But once again, we're talking live action, which part of the charm of Wind Waker was also its art style. Uh, Twilight Princess,
0: maybe? Maybe. I mean, they could they hit, like they could do a bunch of stuff with it, but at least for the first one, they're gonna do whatever they think makes them those the most is gonna be the most money. And the yeah. surefire bets are you know, Ocarina of time, some adaptation of something more recent, the more recent couple of Zelda games, mm-hmm. or Twilight Princess was pretty popular. I mean, I, you know, a lot of them have been pretty popular, but like sort of one of the more mainline entry ones.
1: Well, the thing with Ocarina of Time is that it has a built-in sequel right there. If you think about it, right?
0: Which game? Which, what would be the o- built-in Ocarina sequel? You're talking Time. about doing, doing one movie as, the, as Kid Link and one movie as Adult oh, no,
1: Link? No, no, I was saying Ocarina of Time going into Majora's Mask. Oh, okay. That was, yeah, that was my second guess. But, hell, if you wanted to, you could split Ocarina of Time into two, but I think that's too big of a risk.
0: For the first movie in the franchise, absolutely.
1: I really think this... I don't think it will follow along uh, with a particular game story. I think there might be story beats from uh, particular games or, you know, uh, nods to aspects of them. But I think we're going to be seeing a unique story on this one. That's my prediction. Because as popular as video games are these days as popular as Legend of Zelda is these days, we're also looking at the more general movie audience, which are not as video game savvy. And while The Hero's Journey is perhaps one of the oldest uh, storytelling tropes there is out there, uh, attaching or attaching a full game's plot to a movie is a more risky move than making a uh, a story that is dotting to particular aspects of uh, the lore while uh, retelling the lore to people that are in the know, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, I'm, my money I think is on unique story, maybe not do a full deep dive into the history of the franchise or the beginning of the lore, you know, the extremely early days, that sort of thing but go more, like, a safer route would be potentially, like, the even, like, the opening from, like, uh, uh, Link to the Past. You know, where uh, you're essentially a nobody, kind of, uh, even though you are the chosen one because, you know, Triforce, that sort of thing. But, yeah, you know, it, it's it has a very safe opening for a movie. You know, you're off saving the princess at who you see in a dream and uh, go from there.
0: Oh no, Mario! Or oh no, Link! The princess is in another castle.
1: Uh, only what the princess is uh, is voiced by uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs>
0: uh, Actors th- will be interesting. Actor selection oh, yeah, will be interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, there, yeah, there's no info on actor selection. Uh, only thing we have is the producer, uh, which is Avi Adred.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is. What have they produced?
1: Uh Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. I mean that's good. It's a good movie. Uh Spider-Man No Way Home. Also a good movie? Uh, a lot of Marvel stuff actually. Okay. That but makes sense? Al- but there's also some stuff that asked me uh take pause like Brats. And no, I'm not joking. Uh they also did uh Morbius. <laughs> Which became an internet meme for a while. Yep, uh, the Uncharted movie, pretty much all the Spider Mans uh, for quite a while. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which I absolutely loved. Spider Man Far From Home, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which technically Spider Man across the Spider Verse, like I said. Spider Man Homecoming. He also did Ghost in the Shell. Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures TV series. <laughs> uh, one of these things is not like the other, right?
0: Honestly, a couple of those things are not like the other. But I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
1: Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Which that is that the one where they so, they decided to have Deadpool and so just Bounce shut. Uh, yes. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, give the uh, give the a character that's known to be a smartass. Uh, literally, no way to talk, right? I
0: mean, somebody thought it was a good idea. They were wrong, but somebody thought
1: it was. I mean, honestly, a lot of superhero stuff, which does make me uh, give me a little bit of pause. I mean, I know Uncharted uh, is like uh, is the one. Is that the only video game thing he has on here? Actually, uh, unless you want to count Spider Man, right? I mean, they're they're not going to be going for
0: video games, so they're going to be going for that Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. True.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing is that uh, I think they, uh, I think Nintendo wants to turn this into a cinematic universe. Possible. Oh, 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 oh! I just had a thought. Okay, Nintendo wants to do their cinematic universe as a build-up to their big crossover, the Super Smash Brothers movie. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was legit. <laughs> like, I
0: think, I think you're being a little sarcastic, but also, I, I like, sol- I could Slightly I could sarcastic, but
1: at the same time.
0: Uh, I would 100% would buy that. Like, I, I would believe that they were doing that.
1: Right. Yeah, I have animated Chris Pratt, uh, Mario, uh, whoever uh, plays Link, uh, Cloud Strife, because he's there, right? Yeah. Uh, Who would we have a Samus? Hmm. Well, anyway, that's going to be their end game. That's going to be their big crossover movie where they bring everyone together. Super Smash Brothers. See you guys in like 2050 when that happens, right?
0: Yeah, I could, I could believe it though. I genuinely could believe it. I wouldn't have to try hard to believe it.
1: Oh, God. Uh, well, I just uh, looked at the upcoming uh, for him. I didn't even realize that they're making a Borderlands movie. For who? Uh, uh, this guy, uh, the producer. Oh, uh, he's producing unnamed a, a uh, Venom sequel, Borderlands. So uh,
0: Borderlands is generic enough of a name, though, that it doesn't necessarily no, no, have no, to no,
1: be no, 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 no. a feature film based on the popular video game set on an abandoned fictional planet of Pandora, okay. Borderlands. Never mind. Let's see, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh Uh-oh. Oh shit. Who the hell would Jamie Lee Curtis play? She's uh, like Tannis. But no. but Claptrap. You know who they have for Claptrap?
0: Ah, uh, who sh- hang on, who should it be? See I don't know as many modern day actors and actresses. Um, oh, what's his name from Rick and Morty?
1: Oh, geez, Rick!
0: Like, them.
1: Oh. And now it's not Chris Pratt either. Well, that's good. Try Jack Black. You
0: know, if anybody could pull off a claptrap <laughs> that wasn't just awful, I'd believe Jack Black could.
1: It's like, oh, this is either going to be an amazing character or terrible. I don't know which.
0: But I mean, those are really your only two choices of the Claptrap, period. Either they yeah. are going to be amazing, or they are going to be awful. There is no in-between on that character.
1: Yeah, let's see. Oh, oh Anita's not going to be pleased. This looks like a live-action Naruto movie.
0: I mean, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. They're doing live-action One Piece.
1: I, that was actually uh, surprisingly good. Eh, it's, like, it's It's the exception to the rule.
0: Maybe live-action Naruto will be surprisingly good.
1: Uh, let's see. Silver Sable, which I believe is Marvel. The Sinister Six, which is definitely Marvel. Marvel. Um, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. So, hey, sequel, right? Yep. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Craven the Hunter. And the Untitled Venom and a sequel. So, I guess that whole, yeah, he doesn't do a lot of uh, video game stuff. He took that personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be good. I-, I look forward to at least seeing it. It'll be interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see. It looks like it's a, like an amalgamation of Borderlands 1 and 2 based on the cast. I'm still l- l- looking at the cast list here. Because they have uh, Tani Tina in this as well. Which pretty sure she didn't show up in the first one.
0: I don't know. I don't remember. It's been forever since I played the first Borderlands. So, I mean, I know we started playing it, and we but we didn't get very far. Yeah, we got bored. So, like, you know, I did beat it at one point, but that's mm-hmm. been a long time ago.
1: Or I should say, it looks like uh, some characters from Borderlands Two shows up in uh, this one, but yeah. Well, that's gotta be uh something to uh, look at, at some point all right yep yep we if we ever uh want to we could always uh uh take game club uh, as a movie night could
0: do watch along mm-hmm. watch party Woo! all right my friend i think it's it's time for us to to pack it in so
1: yeah why don't you uh hit' em with them socials uh right, hit them with the music... Bu- oh wait uh, well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You could maybe catch me uh, uh on Bluebird someday, maybe? I mean, I'm still uh, gaming with CR over there. Even though I haven't posted anything in a very long time because Elon Musk is a twit. Indeed. Uh, no, I know, I shouldn't call him that. That's an insult to twits everywhere. How about a jackass? <laughs> That's no, no, jackasses have uh, redeeming qualities. That is true.
0: They are usually good at carrying things. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, anyway, uh, in, I'm also on Steam of because, of course, I am caffeine rage over there. And you've been? I've been me. That is
0: Jared. You can find me on the website formerly known as Twitter at jma four seven zero seven until it implodes the rest of the way. Um, a great deal of implosion has happened.
1: Or, or they <laughs> force you to pay a fee and yeah it's like fuck that yep 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 I'm not doing that
0: so um you can find me there you can find me on our discord um you can find me maybe sometime I mean it's been months now so probably not but um uh, twitch.tv slash Arts. if we wind up streaming any more tabletop stuff although seems unlikely but you know who knows you can, uh, you can find me down at the corner store, you know, give me a tenner, and uh, I'll tell you a story or something.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's me.
1: Woo, as we scroll back up to the top, and uh, you s- mentioned the Discord, which you can find a link to that over on our website, bglpodcast.pondbean.com, all the way there at the top with our show notes. And if you wish to spread the love... You can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our, uh, well, uh, uh, I'm out of order because I'm out of practice because we haven't recorded in a while, have we? Nope. Our, our lovely, lovely patrons have made this spend as possible, though, and we are very thankful that they stuck around. You can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you wish to send us any... News topics or uh, suggestions, voicemails, uh, reviews, if uh, you wish to uh, get it on a movie night with us, uh, yeah, make fun of, uh, that's probably about the only way I'm going to watch the Mario movie, to be perfectly honest. We uh, can do that. You, you can do so over at VGL Podcast at com. You drop a, uh, a link to us in the Discord, which you can find, like I said, at AviGPodcast. Podbean. Com, or you can still tweet us uh, over at vglpodcast on the Twitter. And no, I'm not uh, calling it excretions, no matter how much that uh, jackass wants it.
0: I saw someone make an argument that you could pronounce them as sheets. Yeah. <laughs> so you like you know well
1: well, well 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 see excretions you get that that hard X that he wants. Yeah. Uh, I we just call him tweets and dead deadname the platform like he did to names his child. I mean, I still do. I still, well, I mean, I
0: say the platform, formerly known as Twitter, but I still say that I'm uh, tweeting. The
1: emails still say that because uh, uh, they uh, got hit by porn filters. Or did you know, know the reason for that?
0: I did. I did. Oh. Elon Musk, the king of not thinking things through and not listening to his advisors because I'm sure people warned him.
1: Uh, you think he actually hires people that says no to him?
0: Um, no, but he took over the company and there were already people there that would have and then he subsequently fired them.
1: Anyway, uh, intro and outro music on the ground by Kevin McLean, Find his work over at com. and
0: as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. bye bye now. See ya! Bye-bye!